Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If I'm fucking someone's day up, good. They're going to remember me and my asshole. Welcome to the 45th episode of Why Are People Into That? The podcast with a wide angle lens. My guest today is Ellen Stagg, a self-described voyeuristic pervert. She is one of my favorite female photographers I have ever modeled for, and she's also created portraits of pretty much every other professional naked person you've ever heard of. In fact, Ellen actually took the picture of me on the guitar amp that is the logo of this year podcast. In part one, Ellen and I talked about the difference between objectification and exploitation in erotic photography. Part two will be in your feeds the day after Valentine's Day. I hope you're following along with the essays I've been writing for each episode of Wired People Into That on the feminist blog, The Establishment, which is now also on Medium. I also have a new piece up on Refinery29 about marching with sex workers at the Women's March in Washington, D.C. And I hope you're pledging a little cash on my Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash T-I-N-A-H-O-R-N. Follow at Tina Horns Ass on Twitter and Instagram for updates on all of my writing and adventures and outrage. And please, my fellow Americans, call your representative and tell them that you're not going to stand for this shit. It's the least that you can do. I hope you're doing more with your time, with your money, with your love for yourself, your community and the people who are most threatened by our government right now. So, attach your leather camera strap or strike a pose for part one of Why Are People Into Erotic Photography? Hello, Ellen Stagg. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Good. Good. Um, I'm so happy that you're here on the show and we're going to talk about pretty pictures. <laughs> um, I was thinking about how I was uh, just really admired your work before I even met you when I was living in the Bay and it seemed like every porn star and model that I knew had shot with you and I just loved all of the pictures of them. They always seemed like the picture that the person in the photo wanted to take, like that the subject was collaborating with you more than 
other pictures that I had seen of them and that had always made me made me want to work with you and then I'm trying to remember when we met we met during um Madison Young's like talk oh that's right yeah in, like Bushwick yeah yeah um right, and we were right, sitting right. next to each other and we were on both talking yes right right oh yes we were on a panel together of course how <laughs> can I forget right and you were you did a slideshow um, of your my work of your work what is <laughs> what is your work Ellen for people who are not familiar well I like to describe myself as um somebody who takes pictures of women of dress and undress mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um or I like naked ladies <laughs> <laughs> So, cool. but because I do do commercial work too, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. sometimes have clothes on. And I once in a blue moon, I do shoot men mm-hmm. like Buck Angel, or I shot a comedian recently who's a man. Um, was but, he wearing clothes? And he was wearing clothes. Okay, okay. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, that's funny. Buck was wearing clothes and took his clothes off too. But, um, uh, yeah, so I, 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 yeah, I'm mostly known for photographing women. And you've been doing Stag Street, which is sort of your main website, uh, for uh, like close to a decade? Yes. I would say eight and a half years. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I launched it when I was 30 and I'm about to be 39. Oh man. What's your secret? <laughs> Good creams. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. We need to get your cream regime, um, maybe on an extra segment, um, um, to keep that youthful glow um but uh, and so stag street is a membership site yes where people can see um all of your original photography of sexy stills of naked ladies yes cool and it's solo girl girl sometimes the most i shot i think was five girls at the same time cool it wasn't it wasn't like a gangbang kind of thing. They yeah. were just all posing in the back of a conversion van and looking very 70s. Oh, my God. But, I love um, that. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, a little bit of everything. Yeah. But- and so your work is not hardcore or rarely hardcore. It, there, it, there is some hardcore in it, especially when I shot Justine Jolie. If I photographed her with another lady it would happen they uh-huh. would have end up having sex yeah but i never direct them to have sex together if it happens organically that's awesome but there's been even times where i'm like photo i photographed her and madison young together and yeah. they started having sex and i just walked away and because there was an uh, they were in the moment and i wasn't gonna stop a beautiful moment but i got my pictures oh my you know <laughs> and that is the well <laughs> i mean this okay i hesitate to make a generalization about gender but um uh maybe I'll, this is more of a generalization about photographers but my instinct was to say that is the difference between a female photographer and a male photographer like uh, obviously there are sleazy female photographers in the world I'm sure you've had your sleazy moments <laughs> and there are you know very uh respectful male photographers but man i know so many uh uh gwcs do you are you familiar with the term gwc guy Mm -hmm. with camera oh yes that's that's like a sort of old school uh sex work term for you know the guy like on model mayhem or fet life who messages you and is like 
I have a camera, so <laughs> you should come over and get naked and I'll take <laughs> pictures of you and you can use them to promote your work and we'll do trade for print. Like, yeah. um, and sometimes those guys were fine and sometimes they were not so fine. Not so fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was actually a model recently who started like a blog for blacklisting those kind of people awesome. to protect other models and she got sued. By who? By one of the photographers. Oh my God. She ended up winning. Awesome. Thankfully, or I guess you don't win when you get sued. She just didn't end up getting sued. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they, um, they settled. Yeah, they and settled. she didn't have to But it still cost her to get enough lawyers, like $60,000. Oh it was like God. her and this other model. And like I gave to their GoFundMe um, because I felt awful. And, and it's the First Amendment right for her to make that blog to protect other models, you know? Ugh. Like, so, yeah, it is scary out there. <laughs> Man, that's that's so interesting. Um, I mean, I definitely know that. Okay, so then eventually I did get to shoot with you. Yes. Um, and I did find that, first of all, the pictures that you shot of me, I still, that was several years ago, but <laughs> I still use those pictures all the time. People love them. People really respond to them. I love the way that I look in them. I feel like you captured an attitude but also just like uh i don't know if it's part of it is how comfortable you made me because i get very tense being photographed i've never liked doing it um but also i don't know uh it is apparently like kind of hard to like capture the sexiness of my body apparently like uh that's been my experience working with a lot of gwcs and like you know (laughs) even professional photographers and uh i felt like you um were very matter of fact like you 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 knew exactly how to capture well i remember i remember when i saw your butt (laughs) for the first time with my camera (laughs) i remember asking you if you knew how much power your ass had Mm. and you were like wow nobody's asked me that question before and i was like really i was like your ass is so amazing that I would think that that would, you you know how much power, but I guess you never put it into words before. Yeah, I mean, at that time, I already had been making a living off of my ass for many years, but I guess no one had ever. I'd forgotten this actually that you that you asked me that. I think maybe no one had ever used the word power before, and I really yeah I liked that. And by the way, it like made me feel really comfortable and sexy and confident. Um, and, you know, I can't see my ass that well. <laughs> so it's nice when a photographer, like, you know, you get to get get back there and get all the good angles. Even though, you know, since then I've been practicing the art of the, like, spinal twist for the butt, <laughs> the butt selfie. Um, but it's always nice when you have somebody with a nice camera and a talent and an eye to get back there and do it for you. Well, thank you. <laughs> and my, I noticed that my picture is basically your podcast picture. The one of you sitting on the speaker. Oh my God. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. The logo of this show. Oh my God. I hadn't even thought of that, Ellen. <laughs> the logo of this show was shot by you. Uh-huh. Well, it is about damn time that you come <laughs> on this show. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, so, 
part of the reason that you are here today is that you just put out your first book of your pictures, even though your pictures have lived on the internet and like in art galleries and various spaces for a very long time. But so your your first book is out and it's called Dirty Girl. Um, Tell me about the book. Yeah, it's called The Dirty Girl Con- Collection, Naked and Uncensored. Um, it is 420 images, 320 pages long. Um, it's over 50 models and it's all images from Stack Street. Um, basically Goliath Publishing contacted me many years ago and they were like, Hey, we're doing a collaboration book on stockings. Can you send us some stockings photos? So I was like, yeah. So I sat there for like a whole day, went through every single one of my photos, found the best ones with stockings in it and sent them a whole like Dropbox or whatever like here's a bunch of stockings and they passed on it Hmm. and then they emailed me again asking for some kind of other fetishy thing and I sent them a bunch of pictures and they passed and so um, a little over a year ago in the fall of I guess it's 2015 they contacted me again and I said you know what here's a pass to my site I, I'm, I don't have time for this. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like I've spent days trying to put together what I thought was appropriate for you. And I sent them a pass to my site and they contacted me back. They were like, we decided we need to do an entire book on just your work. And I was like, okay, now we can talk. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> now I have time for you. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, what would you say characterizes your work? Like what makes it distinct from other membership sites of naked ladies besides the fact that it's totally independent every picture is shot by you and all of the bookings are done by you as well right I mean these are like all of these pictures are either people reaching out to you and saying let's work together um you know you reaching out to someone and saying I'd like to shoot you um it's not like they're like booking agencies like sending you models or anything like that yeah um, so besides that, which I think is very important and really does show in the content of the work, um, I mean, I know that you have a lot of models who have tattoos or maybe like a little bit unconventional, um, and you do definitely like have an, an eye for and an understanding of fetish, like you mentioned stockings and, you know, there's definitely, I'm just flipping through this book. There's, there's some bondage, um, and various other fetishy things but um what what would you say makes your work distinct i I say stag street is more of my celebration of women Mm. and of all types ethnicities sizes i don't discriminate anything i pretty much and since my work is trade for content meaning i we both shoot each other for free you get to use the content i get to use the content right um i feel like that helps weed out the certain kinds of divas in the adult world yeah my work is also not just porn stars it's burlesque it's Mm. just nude models it's it's runs the gambit i have um one trans model on there I have Jisley, who's a they, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise it's female. There's no men. Um, and the work is just, it because I think also trade for content, I try to talk to the model, like, what are you interested in bringing to the table? Yeah. So I've had models be like, I don't want to do spreads. And I've had other models like, hey, I have this toy or this latex hood I want to put on. And I'm mm. like, yeah, let's do it. Um, and by spread, you mean like spreading their legs? Yes. Like, showing- sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's like like showing the pink, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I had a model like a little over, under a year ago and she was like, you don't do spreads. And I was like, 
people think I don't because of what I put on Instagram. Right. And the blog part of Stag Street is the free part, so you won't see that on there. Right. But if you pay, yes, you will see that. Even yeah. my boyfriend recently saw me retouching some pictures, and he was like, you never do spreads. And I was like... yes I do I do tons of them (laughs) and so um and then he was like but I pay attention to your site and I was like well you didn't pay attention to this set and this set and this set of the past month (laughs) it's not like I'm going back eight nine years ago so um yeah so it's pretty much a little bit of everything but it's celebrating women yeah i want to celebrate all kinds and types the only kind of model i have turned down is ones that are brand brand spanking new to modeling because mm. I, I one i talked to them about hey do you understand you're going to be naked on the internet for the rest of your life and then some it's yeah. like a tattoo yeah but you can't laser remove this away no and when you die, it'll still be on the internet. Totally. Unless the world explodes. <laughs> well. <laughs> Which is a whole nother I mean, conversation. Yeah, we're like a, a week into uh, um, in a uh, certain uh, era in America. So, um, yeah, let's... Um, in a week into the Cheeto, Cheeto King, I like to call him. <laughs> yes, yes. Orange, Orange Julius Caesar. Um, uh, yes. So let's, let's hope that... Uh, uh, the internet in, doesn't explode. Yeah, in, in <laughs> net neutrality and uh, just like general existence of the planet um, exists, so that uh, these naked pictures will, um, you know, endure after after <laughs> we've all di- died of natural causes after a long, um, happy, fulfilling lives. Of yeah, freedom. Um, yeah. So when models contact me, I'm like, um, "Are you cool with being naked? Have you been naked before? If you haven't, go shoot with some other people." Also, uh, there's models that have contacted me and they're like, "Oh, I want to shoot with you because I've seen you shoot X, Y, and Z, and I want to use the images for X, Y, and Z." And I'm like, mm, I, "I don't, I, I don't know if you understand like the collaboration. Like, I'm not going to shoot you in a certain style that you want. I want to collaborate that it's a style that we both like. Totally. So if you want a certain kind of boudoir pinupy style, you can pay me for them, and then you can use the images, and I won't use them. But um, yeah, it's more." collaborative well it's it it is an interesting model because um you know you have your site and there's certain content that you want for your site certain styles a certain vision and then you know i'll speak for myself and say like we were just talking about how i had even forgotten that you you shot the the logo for my show and that was for a shoot that we did with like three or four different looks Mm -hmm. and there were some that I used to promote my work as a dominatrix, some that I, you know, then eventually years later used to, you know, as like the imagery that promotes my podcast that I use as like author photos. Like, yeah, because the one that you have of you sitting on the speaker, you was way before you did the podcast. So you was. didn't think that like yeah. it wasn't it was just we it just so happened that speaker was there at the location that we had. Yeah. And so for, and for me, like you know anything that is like sleazy rock and roll it that that makes me feel comfortable and confident and sexy and that is like my style and so like as soon as I got on top of that speaker I feel like um uh 
I just, I felt so much more comfortable, like, writhing around and posing than I did just, like, standing there in heels, yes. you know? Um, and so, and so, yeah. And then when it came time to put together the, like, branding for the podcast, I was like, well, like, a like a Marshall stack is, like, not exactly like, the same <laughs> as a podcast, but, uh, but close it gets, enough. it gets the idea across. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and yeah, exactly. And it, it indicates a certain, like, um, rock and roll uh, attitude. Um, but my point is that, you know, like you like on your your site has naked pictures of me with spread. I think, um, and I don't, uh, I don't even remember sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I I think I did. I think because I felt I think actually like I didn't until I got on the speaker. Oh, okay. and then once I was on the speaker, I was like, yeah, I'm like like powerful, like you know, groupie slut or whatever. <laughs> um, and like I'll totally spread my legs. Um for you know like electric boner style but um but anyway so you have that on your site and then like I didn't have to pay so you didn't have to pay me for that content and then I didn't have to pay you to To use it to have these images that I can use to promote my work right so it's like a a trade of equal value yes right so so that's what I'm hearing is the situation with a lot of the models that you work with most of the models all of them yeah Yeah, yeah. unless it was like I shot them for Playboy or Penthouse then that was like a different story we all got money from Penthouse or Playboy right and and then I had to sign the rights away to Penthouse to keep the images right and then you don't get to use them on your site well the only good thing about Penthouse is I would shoot four sets and mm. they would take two so I would have two for my site cool. and two for the girls so and the yeah. mo- you and the model are both getting paid yeah by so yeah. it's, so so it's a win 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 subsidizing um content yes. for both of you yeah that's cool um yeah. I haven't shot for them in years but it was fun yeah <laughs> yeah and then also you know what you alluded to is that if somebody wants to hire you for your considerable photographic talents or <laughs> portraiture talents and they want to completely art direct it and have complete ownership of the images that's fine and you have a rate for that yeah right yeah 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 cool and then like I was talking to a uh, burlesque girl who wanted to do that and I was like yeah here's my rate and you I'll retouch the images and you could resell these you can make your rate back my rate back and then some so totally but I've Um, also done boudoir shoots for housewives right (laughs) what tell us a little bit about boudoir photography because it was not something that I was familiar with until a few years ago yeah it it seems like it's like an an upswing of a being popular these days um I think because of Pinterest (laughs) interesting interesting I feel like there's a lot of funny things that Pinterest has opened up like maternity photos and stuff which I've Mm. done that as boudoir because boudoir can be anything from sexy pictures and lingerie to I've done it in studio in hotel rooms so the idea of boudoir photography is when someone who is not a professional model and has no like interest in becoming one per se wants sexy or nude portraits of themselves like the idea behind behind boudoir is like in their bedroom in their like natural habitat basically and like sometimes it's like a gift to a partner sometimes it's like I'm banging and I want pictures of me right now or you know something any motivation like that yeah I've had ladies who find out they're pregnant and they're like I need to photograph my body before it gets big (laughs) and and like 
you know, encapsulate what's going on right now. And women who are just about to get married or Valentine's Day or anything like that. So cool. Yeah. But then there I have a contract for that that says they're completely private. I will not show them to anyone. Mm. You own the images. However, you can't sell them. Like if you do, if I, I've become super, super famous 20 years down the line from now, you can't sell them mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. try to make profit off of it. But it's just strictly private. Yeah. I love the idea of empowering average citizens to be able to take and look at naked pictures of themselves. I hope it like, I hope that the popularity of that also creates empathy for the people who choose to do that yeah. for a living. Yeah. I think it does. I think the only reason I started doing boudoir is because I had Stag Street and people were coming up to me like, can you shoot me like that? But I don't want it to be on Stag Street. And right. I'm like, yeah, if you pay me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I started doing so many of those through word of mouth that I like put together a website just for that and a Yelp page. And so then I get strangers I've never met before who want me to photograph them. And the one thing I think that helps me is I'm a girl. Mm. And being a female photographer, when you're giving your husband-to-be naked pictures of yourself as a gift, and they find out that it was a male photographer, that's a little strange versus a female photographer. Then they're like, oh, that that's cool, you yeah, know? Yeah, So I have a lot of um, clients that – because I, I have had people email me like, what's your rate? And my rate is a little on the higher side only because I've been doing this so long and it, totally. it's time-consuming. But they so they're like, oh, that's much more than Groupon which had seventy five dollar coupon for it. And I'm like, you go do that Groupon because <laughs> I bet you a million dollars. It's some creepy guy on the other end it's of a that. GWC. Yes. Who is keeping those photos of you naked for his own spank bank. Yeah. Like because Groupon takes half of that seventy five. Well, and also but, you know part of the derisiveness of the way that I speak about the GWC is that this is not somebody who, you, you know, the, the typical guy with camera is not someone who has studied the art of photography, who has experience with the craft of portraiture. It's somebody who bought some gear and is like, cool. So now that I have an expensive camera. And a Model Mayhem page. And a Model Mayhem page. <laughs> women will come to my house or I can go over to their houses and they will get naked for me. And I all I have to do is like point my surrogate dick at them. Yeah. And... And I've seen those pictures. They're not no. pretty or oh, no. flattering. I, there, are, there are some of me that I am like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. You know, I like, I, you know, after a couple of those, I was like, I won't be fooled again. Yeah. Um, but so, then these these guys are setting it up where you pay them through Groupon. Yeah. That's even scarier. Yeah. That, yeah. No, that's even worse. Right. Exactly. So then part of what people are, are doing when they are hiring you is also, you know, supporting a female artist in a profession that is totally dominated by machismo and and i've been a professional photographer for 18 years yeah dude. like before i started the erotica stuff i was signed to an agent in 1999 yeah, like dude. i have a resume of professionalism yeah. so yeah yeah you're not just paying for the images you're paying for my studying my equipment my time my everything Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What, what do you think you're, the members of Stag Street love about your pictures? And more generally, why do you think people are into erotic pictures, stills of naked women, stills of naked people in general, you know, softcore images? Um, why are people into that? I have heard people say everything from my images of my models make my models look like girls next door, Mm -hmm. that they look like friends of mine. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm always like, no, they're professionals because I've had people like, like even my book signing event or any kind of other event that I've had, people are like, oh, well, your models are all going to stop by, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, because they have unlimited time and they live in my backyard and like... (laughs) I keep them in a shed. So, but I'm like, no, they're actually, and they're like, oh, I thought they were all your friends. And I'm like, no, they're pros. Like I work with the pros. Um, Shooting my friends, it wasn't as easy to put it on in the internet. Um, It turns out modeling is really hard and some people are really talented at it. And some people just like any other craft work really hard at being good at it, including the ability to make it seem like you are just the quote unquote girl next door yeah to make it seem as if you are oh you just caught me have i just happened to be naked and i woke up like this like (laughs) you know or like oh it seems like we're friends i have like a relaxed friendly demeanor like that is an incredibly hard thing to do and because it's something that we expect women to do i think that our society totally undervalues that. Oh, completely. And probably the same also with photography. Oh, completely. That people are like, oh, well, you just like point the camera at someone and then you have a picture, <laughs> right? Well, if I don't have a photo shoot that week, people think I'm not working. Right. And I'm like, do you know how much work I do sitting at my desk? Oh my God. Like, <laughs> oh my just because I'm in my PJs while I'm doing it doesn't mean it's not work. Oh, man. Well, that's the motto around here. <laughs> I, think you, I think you know that. Um, but, yeah, so so go on. So I, I think if you do look at Stag Street, you will see professional models looking very comfortable and mm. like friends. And I've had most of my models say that to me that when shooting with me they were like I felt like I was just hanging out and these pictures just happen because I try to be friendly and talk and and like try to like really enjoy the person and then that moment like let's hang out and make pictures instead of me just directing you so um but then I think why people like my photography is well, I guess there there are certain models out there like Casey Marie has a huge following for being like this girl next door pinupy type. So mm. some people will join my site just to see that work. I have this one guy who emails me at least once a year because he's obsessed with Justine Haro and she's like, where's more content on her? He asked me recently to send him every single unretouched picture and that he would pay me a hundred dollars for it. <laughs> For all of them or each picture? No, all of them. How did you feel about that? I said no. No. (laughs) 
<laughs> I said, you get what you get. I spent a lot of time retouching and picking out. You don't need the unretouched ones. Oh my God. It's so funny. Like people don't, people don't write musicians and say, send me, will every- you just send me your, uh, like your demos? <laughs> like before, Hey, send me everything from before it was mastered. Like you don't like write a, like a filmmaker and say like, I would like to see all the, the rough, the, the, rough, the rough cut. cuts from yeah. before, like the you know the like sound mix or the like color touch ups. Like, I mean, I'm sure there are some super fans of like Quentin Tarantino who like do want to see that, but they're not gonna write Quentin Tarantino and say I'll give you a hundred dollars no, for but all they'll, of that. But they'll buy the DVD director's cut with all the commentary. They'll buy that. Sure. You know? And if you made a like raw, untouched, uh, you know, collection then somebody can buy that. Yeah, But yeah. they can't just, like, you know, get it from you wholesale. Yeah, no. I was like, no. <laughs> I have actually... Another funny thing that... I know this is kind of on topic, off topic, but I've had some people say they've bought my book and they want me to sign it. Mm. And I said, yeah, sure. Mail it to my boyfriend's work. Yeah. I'll sign it. As soon as I give them the address to my boyfriend's work, dead silence. Interesting. And I'm like, oh, so you're a creep who just wants my address and using my book to get my address. I'm like, that's so... That's sketchy. Right. And, and I know better to give somebody my address. Yeah. Oh, man. Especially, I mean, I mean, obviously, doxing and stalking has been going on for a long time. But um, uh, well, if people aren't affected, uh, affected by it, even like well-meaning people just don't even realize like how what a like scary and disrespectful thing that is to ask yes yeah no but they think they're being smart and crafty by asking it in that way i i love porn and i love like looking at sexy images and like getting turned on and jerking off or like getting in the mood or whatever um but i've always sort of uh it, it it has never been my taste to like look at naked pictures of people that I find sexy just standing there like nude or in lingerie like that's probably not that might give me like a little like ooh, but but, like that's probably not going to be the thing that I can like look at and then come yeah yeah but I know lots of people do and also prefer that and maybe it's because you know we're still of the generation that can remember like an adolescence where you had to like get your porn from like, you know, a magazine in the woods, a magazine in the woods. <laughs> exactly. Or like somebody else's stash or like, you know, one person at school like had like a magazine that they would like pass around. So those grooves get carved into your head of like, OK, like that is the first thing that I remember, like exciting or like stim- exciting me or stimulating my curiosity about sex about other people's naked bodies like about sexually suggestive imagery um but um what do you think people are excited about when they look at the pictures that you've taken and jerk off to them um i well one if people do jerk off to my pictures, awesome. I don't want to know about it. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, I I have had people come up to me and they're like, tell me that. And I'm like, thanks, but no thanks. But I, I always tell people, well, maybe I should start with how I define porn versus erotica. I would love to hear that. I personally define it as porn, I think, has a actual goal to titillate. Interesting. Versus erotica or or art 
yeah. is for the artist to make. And if other people enjoy it, that's a secondary thing. That's that's a really interesting distinction. I like that because so much of the distinction around porn and erotica is I've written about this before is usually very classist because it's an idea of like oh if there's something like really like raw and dirty and obscene and gross to me then that's porn but if it's erotica then it has some sort of artistic uh you know redeeming quality and that is acceptable and that's like sent about that could be in a museum yeah Yeah. or like it's about real human connection you know but not this other like you know like stuff that i find disgusting and it's like "Mm, that's just a difference in taste yeah right but you're describing something that is more about the intention of the the producer the yeah. intention of the creator yeah um versus the audience right so if you like you're not specifically producing naked images hoping that people will buy memberships to your site buy your book and with the primary objective being getting turned on and jerking off yeah you are making your art you know that some people find it very it's you know it's obviously you know you play with er- eroticism is an element of yes. your work yeah um but it's not the primary objective of your work yeah. my primary objective is to create something that i love mm. with the person i'm creating it with yeah and the secondary thing is the audience the audience i hope will be there to help me keep creating the work yeah yeah because the money is wonderful to keep making more work absolutely um but it's and it is a job it's very time consuming so that money is helps also but at the same time i think porn when you go on a porn shoot you know there's a certain amount of looks and Mm. things that you have to do to titillate the audience and you're getting paid everybody's getting paid so they can make money off of it it's not a question of like do you feel like spreading your legs it's like you're getting paid your legs spreading right to be here with the expectation that you're going to spread your legs and like et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Um, like, I think this stuff on Stag Street is not porn. There's pornographic stuff about it. Mm. But even going back to the conversation about Penthouse, I was hired, the models were hired to yeah. create porn. Right. So it was funny because I'd be like, well, sorry, ladies, I don't usually say this, but do you mind going down on each other now? Because <laughs> we need that picture. <laughs> and I would say it in the, like, the nicest way. Like a lot of my models always laugh at me because I'm like, do you mind dropping your panties now? Like I try to <laughs> say it in the nicest because I think about it like the table's turned. Like how would I want somebody to say it to me? Totally. So. Oh, and, um, you, and you have had the, the camera turned on you a yes, couple of times. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've seen those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> if you Google them, they're out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I I think about that. I think about like how do I want to be treated. So, but with porn, it's different awesome. because we all walked in that day knowing there's a certain thing we have to agenda. Yeah. Versus the work I do for Stag Street, there's the only agenda is that I make beautiful images that you and me and the model like. Yeah. So, yeah. So what what originally attracted you to being interested in that in making that kind of art i'm a pervert (laughs) (laughs) well you're in good company (laughs) i think i've been a pervert since i couldn't remember oh it's also really i'm so glad that you brought up 
that your image is the logo of this show because it's it's also helping me to like realize that it's just like an all pervert operation <laughs> over here why are people into that it's like mostly me but like the people that you know that I have hired to like you know do the music and do the the web design and everything like that it's like mm, yep yep all perverts <laughs> <laughs> and I used to um when I went to the school of visual arts to get my BFA in the late 90s mm. and I had a mentor George Pitts who's also a erotic photographer and I used to always say I'm a pervert and he's an older gentleman and he was like you can't say that that's mm. not and I was like I don't think pervert these days is a bad word but he saw it as a bad word yeah, you know yeah and I was like but I calling myself a pervert is just understanding that I like sex I am titillated by things around me I'm I'm very curious I'm very voyeuristic yeah that's why I'm more of a photographer than a model because yeah. I am a voyeur my models are exhibitionists yeah, yeah. um and I like working with professional exhibitionists. But yeah, I, I remember when I first started shooting when I was 16 in junior year of high school, I was trying to do stuff that was slightly sexy and erotic. Yeah. But my teacher was like, you're 16. You can't do that. It's illegal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good, that's that's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. And there were certain things that I was doing. Even I, I took the photography class for the two years I was in high school. And so I had turned 18 by then. And she was like, you can't show these photographs because we have people under the age of 18 in the school. So once I went to SVA in New York City, you were like, all bets are up. I was like, tits out. Like, let's <laughs> let's dive into this. Awesome. So, um, yeah, so that's how I got started. I mean, like cool. in the 90s, I loved Madonna's erotica album. And oh, man. Madonna in the 90s was just killing it with. Oh, you know, I, can you see? Oh, I the have the book. sex book yeah, right yeah, up there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like that that to me is madonna's height of her owning her everything i agree you know? with you oh also it's so funny that book because you know about how um uh i can't remember who published the book but they were like okay you can do this but you can't have bestiality and you can't have anybody under age and you can't have this and you can't have that oh and you can't have piss so she did there are all of these like like she got double, close to it. Right. These like double entendres. Yeah. Like there's um uh there's a picture of her like naked, I think in like a bunny costume, and she's like playing with a puppy. Yes. And the way that it's juxtaposed makes it look like I think like that the dog yeah, is the dog's going, licking her, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's not. Yes. But it, and it's like a playful, funny picture and yeah. then there's like some picture she's there's that picture with her leaning back on a fountain so it looks like she's peeing like exactly. a boy exactly yeah exactly yeah and that i mean you're right i i agree that is totally like the height of madonna's yeah. like creativity and hotness frankly yeah. and uh and yeah and, and just also owning just, like, herself and her and the thing that made madonna so iconic which was yeah her like you know not giving a fuck attitude and yeah. being funny and and t like taking her power and like rubbing it in people's faces yeah totally and being a slut and being a total slut and she'd be she was being the first like female slut because men were sluts i don't know if she was the first uh, but like I'm out saying, and brown female slut but she no but, no i'm but, like I'm, in in pop like i totally no no agree, i'm like, saying in like context. in that celebrity female slut that's so Everybody knew her name. She totally. was a You're household right. name. You're right. She is like, I'm not definitely saying... the most famous out and proud slut. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of maybe of like. And yeah, not apologizing popular. at all. For Absolutely. It. Never. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, 
uh, no, she wrote a whole song. Her follow up album to Erotica was basically like, "You want me to apologize for this?" Like, yeah, yeah. she was like, "It's human nature." That song, "Human Nature," was oh, all yeah. about her being like, "Really?" Because I'm a bitch and I'm a slut. I have to apologize. Like, so yeah, no, I loved her in the '90s. She was my god. Like, I had all these pictures of her on my ceiling, so I'd go to bed at night and stare up at Madonna, my god. You oh, know. My god. <laughs> Oh, she would love how blasphemous that is. (laughs) I'm reminded of something that you said to me at one time, which was that you are like pretty much like mostly straight, Mm -hmm. but you love women and are obsessed with women. And so your art is a chance for you to exercise your voyeurism your perversion to like have this sort of like relationship of an erotic nature with women um that is like very particular to you yeah can you speak to that a little bit yeah I mean I was thinking about that on the way over here how so many people have asked me in the past like you're not a lesbian then why do you photograph all these women and I'm like I have to like having sex with women to want to get them naked for my camera like that's even weird to me but I guess that's what male photographers do Right. So, but yeah, I, uh, I tried bisexuality a lot through my teen and twenties. And I realized one day when somebody asked me how many sexual partners I had and I counted the number the next day I re- realized I left out for all the women. Interesting. And I was like, holy shit, I'm straight. <laughs> it wasn't until then where I like a light bulb went. And so, um, yeah, I, I probably that's also why I don't shoot men because I, I always call it the difference between church and state. Interesting. Like my sex life is my church and my work is my state and yeah. I don't like to con- like cross them. So I've never photographed any of my lovers. I don't like like except for occasions like Buck Angel, but Buck is like another worldly creature like you know but he's not on stag street right so because he's a dude and I photograph and celebrate women on stag street right so um but yeah I mean I and I'm very attracted to Buck like I think he's just so fucking sexy um but yeah so I I do think that my work is living vicariously through my models Mm -hmm. and their exhibitionism and being a voyeur and appreciating them and exploring and learning so much from them. I mean, I've learned more and have had better friendships with women than I've ever had my entire life because of this work. So, um, yeah, it's like amazing. Um, like I, Justine Jolie taught me about how to take care of your vagina before and after sex. So you get less yeast infection. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that was beyond the one of the most knowledge. If I like die tomorrow, that would be the thing I take to my grave, you know, like, <laughs> because I, I was having yeast infections like crazy in my twenties and it, it wasn't until her simple and homeopathic advice, holistic advice. Which is which is what, by the way? Um, douching with a warm water and a tiny bit of tea tree oil. Oh, before? You can do it before, but mostly afterwards if you think you're going to get a yeast infection. Or where my my boyfriend of six years my partner now we i think our ph work really well together so i don't break out in yeast infections oh, anymore that's always that's so that compatibility is always nice <laughs> it's huge oh you should put that on a valentine's day card like <laughs> thanks for your our- ph <laughs> thanks for listening to episode 45 tune in on february 15th for part two 
follow at Tina Horns Ass on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to the show on Acast, iTunes, etc. And please take a few seconds to write a review and tell your friends about the show. I'm almost at 50,000 listeners a month. And the more people that are listening, the more that the show can, can sustain me, which means the more I can do the show. Visit wirepeopleintothat.com to subscribe to our newsletter and listen to our entire archive. As ever, Wire People Into That is produced and hosted by yours truly, Tina Horn. Our theme song is by Vivid Windows from Oakland, California. Our website was designed by Justin Levesque. And this project is sponsored in part by my generous and oh-so-photogenic patrons. Experience the golden hour by pledging patreon.com slash tina horn until next time i'll be in the dark room where else hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.